welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice is a podcast all about podcasting. My name is Charlotte and I've been podcasting since 2017. Before that, I was in radio. In fact, first time I went live behind a microphone was in 1998. Yes, that was last century. I love listening to podcasts, making podcasts and helping others make podcasts too. All through my business, Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I promise you I am far more creative when it comes to podcasting than I am when it comes to making up names for businesses. Welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice, which I am calling to edit or not to edit. That is the question. Well, first of all, I'm going to start by apologising to Shakespeare for hacking his quote for the title of the podcast. But the question of editing is one that gets asked a lot and debated a lot as well. And it's come up this week, actually, in one of the Facebook groups that I'm a member of. So I'm going to start by telling you my thoughts. And my thoughts, quite simply, are yes. Yes, you should edit your podcast because you want to sound the best you can, right? So you're going to edit your podcast. Now, there are lines. And as always, with a question about podcasting, there is always a, well, it depends answer to be said as well. You can, in my mind, over edit. For me, over editing is where you're taking out every pause, every breath, every erm, every er, and so on. It's where you make the flow of the speech sound unnatural. Now, I'm not talking about a bad edit there where you hear the glitch and you hear the bit of the cut. What I'm talking about is disrupting somebody's natural speech patterns and the rhythm that that speech, that that sentence has. Now, some podcasters use over-editing as a stylistic tool. They'll make a really tight editing. It's all a bit like bish, bash, bosh. Uh, Very similar to jump cuts in filming. You know where you see one bit, then you see another bit, and then another scene, and another scene. It's all... It's a very stylized way of doing things. But for me, if somebody naturally says ums or ers quite a lot, I don't like taking them all out. To me, it takes away part of who they are. Where the errs disrupt the flow of conversation, that's when I take them out. When they show thinking time or fit in the flow of the conversation, that to me is the point to leave them in. Gaps are another one. When do you leave those gaps in? When do you take them out? I have been known in the past, and I'll do it again in the future as well if needs be, to leave 20 second plus gaps in my edits. But that's because I'm illustrating how much the guest has been thinking about the answer to a question. And I think sometimes that's important to show that if it's a controversial question or it's a controversial answer or it's a challenging question and they can't come up with the answer. Sometimes silence says a lot more than the words that are said. But then other times when it's clear that a guest just needs a bit of time to gather their thoughts, it's not part of the answer to the question, then I think that's absolutely fine to narrow the gaps or cut the gaps down. Also, at the moment, another good point of when to close gaps or cut gaps out is a lot of us are using tech such as Zoom to uh, do interviews with guests to do them remotely because we're all still social distancing. 
Now, sometimes there can be a little bit of a delay when you're speaking to each other, depending on the lag that you've got with your uh, computers. Absolutely cut those out. That's not getting, that's not losing anything, is it? That's absolutely okay with me. Now, here's a, here's a thing. I've, in my notes, I've said, here's an oddity, but I don't think it's that odd, really. I will actually often use background noise in the gap. So if I'm cutting a gap, I will actually save it to one side and then use that background noise, that inherent noise to then help me hide an edit that I've done in another place. Yep, that's me. I'm always reusing and recycling. Now, I would recommend that you leave breaths in like that. Otherwise, you sound like a robot. Breathing is completely normal. If you're not hearing someone breathing, your brain struggles to figure out what's going on. It will really, really stand out. The only time I will go in and remove breaths is if there are two or more people on the podcast and one of them is breathing directly into the microphone while the other person is talking. You'll be surprised how often this happens. I've had to deal with it when I've been on the radio as well, so that somebody, I was talking and all I could hear in my headphones was somebody breathing like this. It was really off-putting. And it's quite distracting if you're listening to it as well. So if you have got two people on the podcast, try and make sure that you've got people recorded on separate tracks. So you can go in and just take away that breathing if someone's quite close to the microphone and breathing while the other person is talking. Now, I'm really clear when I have guests on my podcasts that because it is pre-recorded, I'm able to edit if they make a mistake, if they lose their train of thought at any times. And I will happily ask a question again for them. Most of my guests are not trained in being interviewed for podcasts or any other sort of media. They're just normal people. And it's not a normal experience. It's a strange and daunting experience right now to be doing podcasts or any time really. It's strange and daunting to be doing a podcast. I hope that by giving them this option or by giving them this reassurance that, you know what, if they make a mistake, it will get taken out if they want to have a long thinking time because it's just a gentle conversation, then absolutely it is okay. They are allowed to make mistakes and I will edit out a mistake. I want my guests to sound good because I want my podcast to sound good. When it comes to episodes when it's just me, now I tend to have a far lighter touch when it comes to editing. And that's because I've been doing this for quite some time now, yeah? Most of my work in radio was live. In fact, this is completely a thought in my head. There's no sort of statistics to it, you know, official statistics to it. But I would say 90% of my work in radio was live and 10% was pre-recorded. So it'd be something that I went out, recorded and then got put on on a different day. The vast, vast majority of my work in radio was live. So I should be able to do this without too much editing. There shouldn't be too much going on in the post-production side of things for me. And that's because I also tend to record this podcast as though I'm doing it live because that's what I'm used to. And also, if I'm being honest, I'm being a little bit lazy with it as well because I just let it go out. Not quite warts and all, but, you know, blemish and all. There we go. So... 
editing that I do for this podcast, it's if I start a sentence again, if I hiccup, that's been known to happen. If I sneeze, that's been known to happen. Here's a top tip. If you do feel like you're going to sneeze halfway through and you're doing a live, look at the light. I've no idea why it works, but it works. This is my top tip from my radio days. If you think you're going to sneeze, look up at a light and it will stop you from feeling like you're going to sneeze for a moment or two. Anyway, I totally lost my train of thought there. Yeah, so the editing I do. Any mistakes, a couple of ums and ers, if that's a thinking thing rather than a natural flow of my pattern of speech. That's a terrible thing to say. So the editing I do then, so it would be mistakes that I make. It will be generally the, the long ers or ums because I'm thinking rather than that er or um is part of my natural speech pattern. But I do make sure that I put my introduction at the beginning of the podcast, uh, which is part of the editing process. And I also have a play around with the audio as well. So there's a few bits and bobs I can do to tweak the audio to make it sound as best as I can. Now, this is particularly important if you are recording in less than ideal conditions. Remembering lots of people listen to podcasts in the car and we're just starting to get back in our cars again, aren't we? You're fighting with so much background noise that goes on in cars, the rumble of the road, it always comes through. So you've got to make sure your voice is as clear as it can be. So this leads me to reasons that you might not want to edit your podcast. And there are some good reasons why you might not want to edit your podcast. It is time consuming. It may surprise you to hear, because it surprises lots of other people to hear, that when I edit, the editing process can take me up to three times as long as the length of the unedited audio that I'm editing. So to make that a bit easier to understand, if I'm editing a 30 minute piece of audio, it can take me up to 90 minutes to get it finished. Now, remember, that's with me doing this for a living and having been editing quite regularly for 20 years. Some edits are quicker. So some edits, if it's a 30 minute, I'll get that edit done in about an hour. Others, it could be a 30 minute uh, episode, but it's taken me two, maybe two and a half hours. It depends on the quality of the audio. It depends on the quality of what's being said. It depends on the mistakes that are being made along the way. There is an argument that you shouldn't need to edit because you should be good enough to not need editing, which stands up to a point, but it doesn't hold if you have guests always, or those days when you just don't have your teeth in place. And believe me, I have those days as much as anybody else does, I promise. I asked a question actually about editing on my social media posts a bit earlier today, and this is entirely and utterly unscientific. But out of everybody who responded, Every single person told me that they did edit at some level. Now, whether this was just taking out mistakes or going a bit further, that's where they the editing that, that happens. I honestly thought there might have been maybe one, maybe two people who were mavericks and wouldn't edit at all. But there weren't. And I was quite interested to find that. I'm quite pleased because I do think editing is important. So in conclusion, I do think you should edit. But to me, the edit is there to make the podcast sound the best it can be. In the same way, I wouldn't record an episode of my podcast when there's roadworks going on outside my house or an alarm going off or when my husband puts his washing on because we have the world's loudest washing machine, it seems. But I do keep in mind always the authenticity of the podcast. Correcting a mistake 
That's not taking away the authenticity of me as a podcast host or somebody else as a podcast host or, or a guest. Taking out all of my ums and ers and other crutch words up to a point, yes, that could be seen as inauthentic if that's what I normally sound like. And uh, yes, yes, it is. So it's about that fine line between whether you are taking away someone's personality, you're taking away someone's sound, you're taking away a bit of who they are when you edit. I prefer, I think this comes from my background in radio and my just love of the medium. I prefer a very natural sounding podcast like those ones that are very, I don't want to say simple, but that must be the, they're very, they're conversational. They are delivered in a way that is though it's your mate talking to you rather than those ones that are very over edited or very stylized, very tightly edited and sort of like pow, 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 going left, right and centre and you're, you're on a journey. I listen to them and I think there's good value in them, but that's not my first choice of podcast to listen to. And that's not how I work as a podcast editor. And talking of that, I will always discuss with clients the level of editing they want because it's their podcast. I'm helping them make it. And that way they're not surprised by what they hear. Well, I hope they're not surprised by what they hear. I hope they're very pleased with what they hear. So there we go. That's my thoughts on podcast editing and whether you should or whether you shouldn't. Apologies, of course, to Shakespeare for ruining his uh, quote. I'm sure he listens. If he was alive, he would. Um, and we'll be back next week. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on editing. What for you is the right amount of editing? Is there a right amount of editing? Let me know. You can get in touch in all the usual, all the usual ways. You know how to do it. I'm on social media. You can find me, Charlotte Foster Podcasts on Facebook, Charlotte Foster Podcasts on Instagram. I might even go and post on Instagram in the next week if you're really lucky. You can also find me on Twitter at CF Podcasts. I'm also there personally on Twitter as well, at Charlotte Foster. At Charlotte Foster tends to be less about podcasting and more about me. <laughs> there we go. I'm going to be honest. It's all about me. Uh, the CF podcast tends to have a bit more podcasting to it. There will still be cat pictures on there, don't you worry. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, which I've started using again in the last week. So I'm Charlotte Foster, podcast queen. I don't like to think highly of myself, do I? Look after yourselves. I'll be back next week for you. Mm-hmm.